You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. All right, what's up, everybody? We are back on the uh, Ohio Outdoors podcast, the O2 podcast. Tonight, Paul is traveling. Imagine that. uh, Off into uh, doing some turkey stuff down south. But I am joined with our special guest, Mr. Justin Ross, who I don't know, Justin, how many times have you been on here now? Two or three? Yeah, yeah, a handful. Something like that, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Justin is a friend of the show and you know, colleague in the industry um, that I work in, but he also has a very uh, deep passion for hunting and everything else uh, along the way. So we'll get into that here in a second. Um Justin, we're, you're going to be the you're the co-host tonight. Unless Paul hops on here, then then we'll get him on uh, give his two cents. But we'll start with our uh, our news around the state here. I do. Have, oh, I was going to say, hey, we love go wild. Everybody go wild. dot com. Yeah. Okay. There you go. See, you're good at this. You'll be you'll fit right in. So yeah, we go, love you, Paul. Paul was. I think he's going to be on the go wild uh, their podcast. That was one of his stops down south. So uh, time to go wild. dot com. If you guys aren't on there that is a great place to be check out pictures lots of fishing pictures being put up nowadays um so it's your online social media area for hunters and anglers uh hop on there you can follow follow us o2 podcast justin are you, what's your name on there is it justin ross well and i go wild I'm not on Go Wild. What? I've never set it up. Oh, yeah, I've never, I've never set it up. Hold on. We need to go back and edit this. Uh, cut. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. Well, we are going to get you set up and uh, get you talking about archery hike on there. Um, yeah. Coming up here soon. So, oh, man, where am I at? I want to find the final turkey numbers. I think this is the last report I have. Um. It was a good year. It was a, a real good, good year. It was a good year. So this is through May twenty eighth. Um, 
I can't wait to hear what Mark Wiley has to say after like, you know, he goes through the numbers, kind of absorbs what the harvest was and, you know, then can can digest that for a while. It's, he's going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. And it was one of those things leading up to it. You know, he kept telling us, you know, we've had a couple good poll years, a couple good poll years. And it's until you get those harvest numbers, it's hard to really believe. I don't know if it's hard to believe what he's saying, but, you know, it, that that really solidifies it. And and justifies what he's been saying to us like yeah we've had some down years but as you know the last couple of years we're seeing more and more birds um so it it seemed to actually it all all made sense this year so it looks like in total through the 28th i don't know if i have a more updated one I'm just sorry uh 15,673 birds mm-hmm. so that was up from last year it looks like the total is about 11,872 so I'm up almost 4,000 birds. And the top 10 counties, we do this every time, but number 10 was Washington, 9 Jefferson, 8 Adams, 7 Coshocton, 6 Belmont, 5 Tuscarawas, 4 was Monroe. All right, do you want to try to guess the top three, Justin? I kind of cheated because I've, I've read the, I've read oh, the last report. All right, so we'll... But I know who the winner is. Go ahead. <laughs> Muskingum County is number three with 420. Gallia with 428. And the folks up in Ashtabula coming yes. up strong. I don't know. That that was a late push, I think. If I went back, I should go back and look at that. But Oh, we live in the northern zone. We hunt really late. Yeah, they, and they kill the most birds. They did their work, that's for sure. 454 birds up there in Ashtabula County. So congratulations to them. Um. Yeah, good year. Good year there. So, um, what else do we have? We've got some results from the Sandhill Crane Survey. Uh, observers reported 357 Sandhill Cranes in Ohio during the volunteer-driven Midwest Crane Count on Saturday, April 15th. So, let's see. There's over 30 pre-selected counties. And Ohio's growing breeding population of sandhill cranes is what they're monitoring. Six counties with the most crane sightings during the count are Wayne, Lucas, Jaga, Ottawa, Logan, and Williams. I did see a report the other day. It popped up that there was a, um, I don't know if they're called chicks, maybe, or if there would be poults, but there was a, like, two baby Sandhill cranes, I guess, about an article they found here in Ohio off a breeding pair. Hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. So, uh, let's see. The Conkle family donates 177 acres to the Division of Wildlife. Um, so, that's very nice. Marion and Fred Conkle Wildlife Area lies in Pike County, about five miles southeast of Waverly. The new wildlife area is off Straight Creek Road, south of State Route 335. So some more land out there for the state to work with. Oh man, I think that's uh that's about all the notable stuff there. So real quick, um we talked about Go Wild Half Rack. We had Josh on was it last week uh from Half Rack. That was a good one. Go back and and listen to that if you haven't. Half-rack.com, Ohio Outdoors 15 is your code. All kinds of fun stuff from them. Justin, you got any half rack stuff over there? I want that. I want that meat lug. That meat lug, man. It's, Everybody wants the meat lug, right? 
He said by the end of June, the fir- the one size will be out. So we should be seeing those soon, and we will definitely have some type of giveaway that comes with that. So, mm-hmm. um, but get on there and check it out. What else we got? First Light. Thank you guys. First Light. Uh, Midwest Gunworks. Uh, Ohio Outdoors Five is the code there for any of your gun needs, ammo, parts, all kinds of fun stuff. Really knowledgeable. Ask them if you've got questions. They'll steer you in the right direction. Um, super pumped to work with those guys. And then for all you guys that are uh, listening and can't see, Andrew's got a nice first light sweatshirt on. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's cold, so it's eighty-five degrees outside or whatever. But my basement is an ice box all all year long, and uh, so yeah, I always have to have a sweatshirt on at some point. <laughs> but um, let's see, X Vision, uh, XVisionOptics.com. Thanks to Sawyer and the guys over there. Um, have you ever been out thermal with the thermal stuff, Justin? No, and you know we've talked before, and I think it would be a ball. But no, I, I haven't. And everything I've got a buddy up in Northern Ohio that does it all the time. Him and his friends for coyotes, and it. I mean, it's got to be fun. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, the other night I went out, and I didn't have any luck with the coyotes. Um, different reasons, but the. Uh, I, I, I snuck in and set the call up and I kind of snuck back out and I was in this grassy area that was just too, it was too high. I couldn't see in there real well, but I must, I bet I snuck within 20 yards of a couple bedded deer. And so by the time I got back to my post and I like set up and I was looking, I was like, holy crap, those deer are right there. Um, and that was just really, it was interesting and cool to, to see that, but I can't believe I got in that close. Talk about playing the win right, but, um, Anywho, uh, so yes, X-Vision, thanks to those guys. Appreciate it. Check them out. If you've got any questions, reach out to us, and we'll try to steer you down the right direction there, too. So, all right, Justin, what's new, man? It's busy. Just like you know, in your world, my world's pretty much the same, just a different side of that industry, and it's nonstop right now. Um. The weather, obviously, we've had just wild weather like we always have in Ohio, but we went through that kind of hot stretch, what, February, and then wet and cold, and and now it's just hot and dry. And um, in my world, for people that don't know, I sell equipment in the golf and sports turf world, and, um, you know, production was slow there for the last couple of years, and, and it's still a little slow, but all those orders are picking up now or catching up, so it's just constant deliveries, and um, it's still, you know, people spending money, and phone rings all the time. It's just constant. It's it's never never ending. For all, all of us that like to get out and shoot bows or travel around, it's a hard time to do that right now for us in this industry. It's definitely, I'm, I'm right there with you. And so I don't know if I've ever really talked about it, but in, in our industry, the sports and, and golf and lawn care and stuff, Justin sells the equipment and I do um, like grass seed and fertilizer and that kind of stuff. So whenever, you know, we've had a real busy spring and uh, lots of grass seed going in the ground and all that kind of stuff. But I, I tend to sleep better at night when the grass is green, growing, healthy, like I don't have a million issues going on, but the drought or the lack of rain and stuff causes grass to die potentially. <laughs> so there's this like flip side of this fall. Will this add more business to, you know, 
the the book if if the grass dies and uh i don't know i don't i, I think i really would rather trade the sleep in or have that that peace of mind going to bed every night that the grass is healthy and there are no issues but then again if it helps to stay busy in the fall so be it so. yeah yeah Hey, all, we can't control Mother Nature, but we can find solutions. Right. That's definitely something you have to learn quick in this this industry. But um, well, in your spare time, uh, I know that you you do a lot, man. And we've been on before talking about farmers and hunters feeding the hungry. Um, so we can recap that a little bit. But basically, you know, you guys are, are collecting meat through different uh, butchers and stuff around the state and donating it to uh, families in need. It's a good cause, right? Paul and I both donated deer last year to the, to the cause and uh, proud to do that. And I think it, it's a good, good thing to do and, and works out well for everybody. But, um, then you also do archery hike, right? Correct. All right. Archery hike. So give us, let's get the rundown the, from the horse's mouth. You know, we've been talking about a little bit here and there, um, but all the details and what people need to know and expect. Yeah, first and foremost, I appreciate you guys talking about it so much. Um, obviously, you were down shot last year, and hopefully we get Paul down this year. Um, I know I know archery's not his forte, but I'd love to see him down there and climbing the hills of hot or climbing the, the hills in the Hawking Hills and, you know, putting yourself in these real-life scenarios that we have on Archery Hike. And um, for folks that don't know, Archery Hike is a 3D archery, I call it an experience, I guess you could call it an event. Um, it's essentially combining a hike through the Hawking Hills and shooting at 3D targets. It's not an open, um, you know, 15, 20 yard type archery shoot or trail. It's it's more of a hike to put you in these real life situations that animals and that they would be in in their real environments, whether that's, um, you know, turkey strutting out in the food plot or a bison out in the, you know, out in the, out in the grass feeding, grazing, um, you know, bear, elk, predators with wolverines, cougars, et cetera. But we've got all kinds of targets and we, you know, we try to set them up in real life situations. So as you go through the hike, you'll have a trail guide, which you typically have when you're hiking. And that trail guide will give you an idea of what's coming up on the trail at that trail marker. And then you have to assess the target um, and make the shot. Um, it's not a competition. It's, I mean, it can be if you want to have a competition with your buddies, but we don't give away prizes, you know, or nothing like that. It's more just a, a fun um, event uh, for you to hang out with your buddies and shoot, get a little bit of exercise and just enjoy being outside this year. Um, it's bigger and better than it was last year. We we're roughly a mile, mile plus hike. We're going to be over two miles this year. I've got some surrounding property um, around our property that we're able to use. So we can change it up a little bit. Target wise, we'll have a few more targets than we did last year. You know, I've, I've pushed 25. We might end up having a few more than that. Um, I've got the course somewhat laid out in my head, but, you know, nothing's technically laid out yet. It's all subject to change, but you'll get definitely get 25 targets. Um. And again, it'll be roughly, you know, two, two plus mile hike through through the woods, creeks, bottoms, valleys, uphills, downhills, shots from 15 yards. I think last year, the closest target was 15. It was a javelina pretty much straight down in a valley and a bottom. 
And then we had uh, the farthest target, I think, was the elk or the bison. They were out there about 80. Uh, the bison was in the open, you know, food plot area, like it was grazing on grass. And the elk was, you know, up at the head of a holler in, in a bunch of hardwoods. You're, you're bringing back lots of memories of things, both good and bad, out of that that day on that sweltering Friday, 90-some degree humidity and, you know, 90-some degrees. And then humidity was damn near 100%. But... Um, that javelina people shot. that came Saturday and Sunday would disagree. Right, you had a great Saturday Sunday. They were just in a, in a gully washer. Right, they got that humidity in a different form. But the uh, yeah, so the hike itself, like you said, you have a guide, but the guide you, you gave it to us, and it was a pamphlet, right? And at first, I didn't really. You saw it. You're like, follow the pamphlet, follow the pamphlet. Well, I'm like, typical me. I'm like, I can't read anyways so i'm not going to pay attention to this well i figured out about the second shot the second stop that I, okay you really need to pay attention to this because you did a very nice job of writing up you know an explanation of what you're looking for it wasn't like walk up to the you know the next sign and look and shoot an elk it was this is a majestic you know the the, the majestic beast of the west that you know is whatever some of the best meat i don't you just had this very eloquent written uh description of what we were going after and it was great and then to like look around and you had to find the animal it was not just okay very clear you know beaten down path up to this this elk it was you got to kind of search and then you might see multiple animals and you're like okay this talks about something that sounds like an elk but that's a black bear so i don't think we're shooting at that one this time maybe the next time around but like you still had to go find it. And then once you did, it was ranging it out. It was figuring out what, you know, how you're going to approach it and all that kind of stuff. Not to mention that you are up and down hills. Last year, that was right when I had torn my meniscus in my knee. So I did all that on, the, on a bad wheel. But um, it definitely it was a strenuous hike. And you need to follow the tape, too. That was the other one by that cougar where I went down in the canyon and then back up. And you weren't really supposed to. You're supposed to go, like, around um, yeah, and following. Well, it's more fun to go down and up. It's just really hard. But you could have taken the easy route and just went around, right. pulled your arrows, and went to the next trail marker. Right. But the uh, yeah, man, you did such a great job with that. And the the difficulty of the shots. You talked about that javelina at fifteen yards. I don't think I missed that one, but I sure as hell didn't hit it where you're supposed to, uh, mm-hmm. because it was like straight down. It was weird. That was a definitely not something I was prepared for. So. The, the other thing too that I wanted that I wanted to achieve in this is that in a in a competition setting you got broadside shots because you're trying to shoot spots, um, but in real life it's not really that way. So you got quarter and two, quarter and away, and and I wanted the uh, or what we try to achieve is to to provide an opportunity where you make that double lung shot. Um, if you're out there and want to shoot spots, you know you got your rangefinder binoculars. That's great. Go ahead and do that, but use this, use this time during archery hike to, you know, prepare for those hunts this fall and, you know, learn where those vitals are, uh, whether you're shooting the opposite, you know, the opposite leg or whatever, but learn where those vitals are and, uh, trust your equipment. That's the biggest thing. There were a few shots we set up last year that were, I would say a little more technical. Maybe there was a limb in the way, or, uh, maybe even a hillside. There was an animal that was just below the hill, and you essentially were aiming at the hill 
but it was far enough your arrow was going to go up over that and you had to know just trust your equipment that the arc of your arrow will go over that hill and we're trying to achieve that some technical shots that make you feel that hey in that situation you can't step up any further because you're going to present yourself to the animal and then he knows you're there and he's going to you know boogie out of there but if you trust your equipment you see where okay i if i aim right here that's the kill zone the arrow you know hit its mark and that's what we're trying to achieve with archery hike get guys outside get a little bit of exercise and 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 learn your equipment and, and just have a good time that was great. Which one was that? Which one was the one where you had to shoot over? Was that that mountain, uh, the bighorn sheep? Where you were yeah, the doll to... sheep that doll was sitting sheep. down yeah. in, the, in the rocks or oh. in that big rock boulder ledge. That was tough. Yeah, and I think it was at, was it 52, 49, 52 yards, something like that. But I know if you if you made a good double lung shot on that, your arrow was a few inches over top of that hill you know, going down over there, but it was, it was extremely possible to make. It wasn't hard. You just had to trust to not shoot high. If you, if you, what, again, this is for fun. So if you don't trust that you move closer and, and shoot the shot you want to make, you don't have to shoot from the trail marker, but the trail markers are set up for you to make that shot. That's, that's probably harder than a harder shot you've than you've ever taken before. Um, but please feel free for, you know, to move closer. We always, it's in our rules, move closer. If you don't feel comfortable, if you want to shoot all of them at 20 yards, you know, move up to 20 yards, but, but that's what the type of thing we're trying to achieve with archery hike. Definitely. And this is kind of, well, it was just, it, it was cool to me because, you know, I have my 3d deer in the back and I shoot at that it gets boring after a while, but that's, you, you know, it's a white tailed deer because that's what I hunt more than anything but you had such an array of different animals that a lot of things will never actually be out bow hunting, like the alligator in the creek. Uh, that was sweet. The buffalo, uh, that was sweet. Um, what was the one we were just talking about? The, the doll sheep, uh, the cougar, yeah, a couple bears. Like there's just so many different fun animals to shoot at that you just, you know, Probably not going to have that opportunity, uh, at least if you do, it'll be rare. Um, so that was definitely cool. So you got, do you have any new targets this year? Um, no, well, no, but I didn't have all the targets I have set out last year oh, either. Okay. So depending, I, again, I've got an idea what I want to put out, but when we get to that time, I'm going to be like, ah, this seems like this is a, an elk shot and this is going to be a sheep shot, or this is going to be, you know, an alligator shot or I can guarantee you one thing. You're not going to have an alligator up in the pine thicket. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> the, uh, I'll tell you, that's another thing. You know, when you're, when you're walking the trail and walking the course and shooting, you're like, man, this is good exercise. But after you talk to Justin and you find out that he hauled that elk up on his back in three different pieces and it's the furthest from anything, I was like, holy crap, man. Like that, that had been a workout in itself, just getting the course set up. It's a perfect segue into our new challenge this year at Archery Hike. Go the for Hike it. Heavy Challenge. What is the Hike Heavy Challenge? So the Hike Heavy Challenge this year, um, well, let's back up real quick. So when you register for Archery Hike, you are automatically entered into the giveaways. So last year we had a Matthews bow we gave away. This year we have an elite bow plus a bunch of other stuff that I've gotten uh, to just have random giveaways. So you are automatically registered into those giveaways by registering for the hike. Um, an add-on to the shoot is called the Hike Heavy Challenge. And, and again, we wanted to 
provide something different for the guys that wanted to go hard and really be prepared for out west. So the Tyke Heavy Challenge is it's it's 25 bucks and you have to carry a 50 pound pack the whole way through the shoot just once. Um, and something we'll probably talk about again is once you register, you, you can shoot this course as many times as you want through the day. Um, it's something that we wanted to, to provide to people that we only let so many people shoot. So you can walk it as many times that you can stand at one trail marker and shoot that target all day long. If you want the course is yours all day by registering, but back to the hike heavy challenge, um, you need to carry at least a 50 pound pack through the whole hike, shoot the whole hike. And what that gets you is you're going to be entered into a, a hike heavy challenge only giveaway where we're going to give away an outdoorsman's pack with an Atlas trainer on it. Um, so you can look that up at outdoorsman's pack. I think it's outdoorsmanspack.com and they build packs for, you know, Western frames, external frames with big packs. Well, the Atlas trainer is a, is a bolt on fixture where you can put two 45 pound weights on the pack. Um, so it'll carry up to 90 pounds and, you know, for, for essentially preparing for, um, whatever you might be trying to get into. 90 pounds on your back. Is that normal? a lot? Is, I've not been out West. Is that normal? Uh, those guys, when they kill, I mean, if you think of a, so I've killed two cow elk and you think of, I mean, I, the one was probably three fifty four hundred pounds and a hind quarter on that thing. I mean, it's hundred pounds probably. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't deboned. It was just a whole hind quarter. So yeah, I don't, it's not out of the, out of the realm, you know, it, that makes sense. I was thinking like, uh, when you're packing in, but yeah, that's, that, that, that makes perfect sense. So you just got to wear you you bring your own backpack or whatever and throw a 50 pound dumbbell in there or something and, and go. Yep. Yep. So when you sign up or when you sign up for archery hike, you can add that on which we've got a, a fair amount of those already, which I'm excited for. So all of those people that register for that will be in their own drawing and we're giving away an outdoorsman, you know, Atlas trainer. I think it's like a $350 value. Um, and that pack frame, you can buy a pack and that pack frame, you know, you take out West, you can go wherever with it as That's well. Cool. But that trainer will obviously you can put 45 pound weights on it or any, any size weight. Um, additional to that, you'll get another entry into all the giveaways. So if you do the hike heavy challenge, you'll end up having two entries in for the bow, the elite bow we're giving away this year and all the other giveaways. That's kind of the, the additional that you get with that. You're going to have a scale out there to weigh people's backpacks. Yep. So when you guys, once you, you know, you'll register, obviously you come up to the, to the cabin to check in, we'll check in and we'll have a, uh, you know, like an airline, um, uh, scale. Be like, the way the, it, be like the opposite of the guys up there on Lake Erie that were packing their fish full of weights and stuff. You know, <laughs> right, make sure everybody's, right. you know, got it heavy enough, not not lightning loads. And like, dude, you're 49 and a half here. Take this, take this uh, Snickers bar with yeah. you or whatever. <laughs> Throw that in your pack. But anyways, it's it's a good way for the guys that are that are training for whatever you know out west, or maybe they're training for like the savage race or something. They're just trying to get that additional weight on their back. And it's a way for them to, to do that in the Hawking Hills while they're shooting, you know, shooting a bow. There was a fair amount of guys that came last year that were, they were all prepared anyways. They had packs on, they weren't loaded down, but maybe they had rain gear, they had water with them. You know, so they were carrying weight anyways. Uh, so we just wanted to, to amplify that and, and, you know, see who the tough guys are out there. I'll be signing up for it. 
I don't know if I'm a tough Sweet. guy, but I'll be signing up for it. So, um, anything else new this year up there at the at the course? Oh man, nothing. No, just really, it's just um, bigger and badder. Uh, just you know, a little bit longer and a few more extra targets and uh, the high heavy challenge. So. When you start talking about, you know, laying out the, the, I always want to call them holes like it's a golf course, but the course itself and the shots, when will you start actually like putting on the map, this is where the elk goes, this is where the doll sheep's going to go and, and kind of really setting that up? I've got it laid out on Onyx already Okay. by looking at a topo um, and just dropping spots to where I kind of know where interesting features are to make an, make an interesting shot. And you know, you know how Onyx is, you can measure things out. And so I've kind of just uh dropped waypoints and then line tracked that through up and down and around and wherever and came up with a general course. Um, but I probably won't maybe here uh here in June take a walk or two and and you know say, Hey, I think this is gonna be, you know, a wild hog. Um, this is gonna be a raccoon or you know, whatever. And so I, probably by the end of the month, I'll have that kind of set. And then, you know, as as we lead into that week, I'll I'll pretty much know where things are going. There might be some last minute changes, but for the most part, because I got to type the trail guide as well. So I need to get it pretty dialed in to where that final week I can type those trail guides. So you guys will have those. It's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. We it's pre- fun. appreciate it's it. Fun. Yeah. It's a labor. Well, of it's love, fun. Right? And honestly, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, which we haven't talked about, but we're we're raising money. It's a fundraiser. We're raising money to give back to these nonprofit organizations that are in the conservation effort. And um, you know, last year we were able to give a little bit of money back to Whitetails Unlimited and Farmers and Hunters Feeding the Hungry. And and at the end of the day, I guess that's the that's the purpose of it is just to to find a way to to have a fundraiser that's fun. Awesome. And what are the dates and where can everybody go get registered? Uh, the dates this year are July 7, 8, and 9. So it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just like last year. You can shoot one day. You can shoot two days or three days. Um, if you go to archeryhike.com um, to register, uh, there'll be a drop down. You can pick which day you want to sign up for. Uh, Friday, the course is open from 10 to 6. Uh, Saturday, 8 to 5. And Sunday, 8 to 4 probably you know an hour ahead of time we've got a practice range with some bag targets that we'll set up and people can show up just to try to get people checked in and so when that course opens guys can start going um somewhat like golf there'll be the way the course is laid out if we get a massive amount of people showing up right away i can take them to another hole or not a hole but another target or trail marker i guess to get them started to where they can move and Hopefully everybody gets going and, and, you know, we don't have a big backlog and, you know, we don't, we don't want that. We want people to be able to just enjoy the day and, and get as many shots in as, as they want or feel comfortable with. And let's see, I'm just trying to think if, if, if you need to bring family down, uh, what else is in the area for uh, maybe the wife and kids to do while you might be shooting the course the sh- so the shoots held at at tucked away cabin it's at 15920 bircham road right outside of logan it's about three miles outside of logan um right off of state route 93 just south of logan and for any of you that haven't been to the hawking hills area or, or around logan there's all kinds of food options um 
obviously hiking with Old Man's Cave State Park. Um, you've got Wayne National Forest around. You got multiple state forests um, and you know just public areas. So family family wise, if you're wanting to camp, uh, Andrew, I know you guys were camping last year. Uh, there's a lot of campgrounds or camping opportunities around that if the family wants to hang out there, you can do that. Uh, or like I said, if you want to go, you know, to Millstone, Millstone Barbecue and eat, um, there's multiple breweries and wineries and so forth. It's just in that that whole Logan area. We're just a few miles outside of Logan. Yeah, definitely a beautiful area. And you you just brought, brought up the memory to me of our camping trip last year. That was, it was, you know, one of those things, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So my plan was Friday to go down and, and shoot the course. And actually, I think I'd, I was planning on coming back Saturday, maybe. And mm-hmm. my, my knee was bugging me, but I was like, nope. And I, the family was meeting over at Burr Oak State Park, which is a little bit of a drive, but um, had that all set up. They met me down there, brought the dog, everything. All right. So once we got camp set up, it was just going to be fine, right? Everything was going to be good. And then that night, the dog would not settle down in the tent, and he was just having a hell of a time. My knee was bugging me. Then it started raining, which I don't even think that that was really in the forecast, but then it didn't stop raining for the next, I don't know, 36 hours. (laughs) We made the executive decision that Saturday morning, just pack it up and go home. And it was probably one of the best decisions. I felt like kind of a puss at the time, but I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like it was so miserable. <laughs> Nobody was having fun. Uh, it's one thing when you're by yourself and it, you know, it's miserable when you get wet or or not even yourself, but when all your stuff gets wet. But man, when you got a family with you, it's just not, it's just and, not good. And we wouldn't have been able to go swimming or fishing or anything fun because it was just such a mess. But anywho. So. Yeah. And when you're laid up in a tent that's soggy and just full humidity and it's just not fun. No, so well, we are definitely looking forward to archery hike. Um, Justin, I don't, how did your season turn out last year deer wise? Well, I, I know we had talked probably off, off podcast, but I had that one buck I was going after and, and actually my buddy's the only one that saw him on the hoof. I had all kinds of pictures was going after him. Never, never saw him though. or got an opportunity, but at the end of the day, I was hunting pretty hard for him. My wife was like, hey, you know, you're going to have to kill some deer. Or we're not going to have any meat. So finally had to kind of not throw in the towel, but get a little more lenient and probably, you know, end up exposing myself, spooked my, you know, spooked him off, but um, end up killing three does, which was great. You know, kill three does. That's about what we go through is three decent does a year, that that amount of meat. And so it all all worked out well, but I didn't end up with any antler in any antlers this year that's all right that's good you can't eat those anyways the uh now i have to ask because paul's not not able to join us tonight but um did you turkey hunt at all this spring i i did but uh, is that work thing why is work getting away at turkey hunting we turkey hunting so much fun i pretty much love turkey hunting as much as paul does um but i don't have time i used to hunt kentucky a lot i've hunted virginia before but I don't have I don't have a lot of time, and so you know now we're this one bird limit for the last few years. So you know you try to get after it and you try to get that opportunity, but this year it just didn't work out. I never I didn't fill a tag. Um, I did have birds goblin, and um, the the fun part was though, like I tell we talked, if you find success only in the harvest, you're missing the point. Um, a lot of people don't feel that way, but there's so much fun in the process. That's what you got to, you know, enjoy. And in the springtime, when you can get up 
and you, you know, you go out and that sun, it's not, the sun's not even up, but man, that sky's just starting to light up and you can hear them birds chirping. I mean, that's what it's all about. And you know, it's just going to be a good morning and then the turkeys don't play long. Yeah. And then it becomes not such a good morning anymore. And then your phone starts ringing and you're helpless out in the woods. Yes, I get it. Yeah. It's just, it's constant. And, and, uh, so I, I, I did get out, uh, I got out a handful of times this year and, and it was good. Birds were gobbling and stuff and I got close, had some opportunity, but just, I just couldn't get the tag filled. So on to, on to this fall. Yep. Now, are you going West at all this, this fall? No, no, I'm not this fall, but I do, I, again, we've talked, uh, a lot, but this, the Alaska trip's happening this year. It's full bore. Oh, good. Um, it's been in the works for for years, really, and then COVID had a had an issue with it and uh, getting postponed among a bunch of other things. Uh, but it is on. So September sixth, uh, me and some buddies are heading north for a week, seven day drop off, unguided. Here you go. See you in a week. Go try to kill caribou. So make sure you get all your equipment orders in before then. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you didn't have them in before that, you ain't gonna get it by then anyway. <laughs> so you should have had them in last year. Oh shoot. Well, Justin, I appreciate you coming on and uh, filling us in about Archery Hike. Uh, look forward to that event, and then obviously good luck the rest of the season. We'll get you back on and at some point to talk more about what's uh, happening in the farmers and hunters feeding the hungry world. But, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to July 7th. coming down and see you. See what you got going. Thanks. Thanks. I will say real quick on the, the FHFH front, uh, Josh Wilson and I, he's the executive director, uh, of the national chapter out in Maryland. Um, him and I are working together, just got the new donor pen ordered for this year. So we'll be getting those in, uh, any of you guys out there that are listening that donate deer, um, talk to your chapter coordinators. If you don't, if you don't know what the donor pens are, it's a way of us giving back to you for giving to us. And we give those donor pins out. It's an annual pin. It changes every year with, with the, the day or the um, year on it. And this will be the 14th year we've done it. Uh, so talk to your chapter coordinators if your butchers don't have them. Because typically when you drop a deer off at the butcher, they will give you a donor pin. Um, and they've been, become quite collectible. So we've got the new ones ordered. They're going to be uh, more gray with a black a black edge this year. We haven't had that look to the pin. But uh we'll be getting those soon get those to the butchers for this fall awesome they're sharp mine sits in the dashboard of my truck just where i can see it every day so cool cool trying to think back real quick archery hike we talked about the days the times and uh again i just want to recap that if you register just know you'll have the course all day long you'll have plenty of time uh to walk it shoot it leave go to logan eat lunch come back shoot it again hang out go shoot whatever you'll have all the time in the world to shoot as much as you want to. Um, if you shoot a crossbow or a longbow uh, or, or a recurve, you know, we feel more, you know, we're more than welcome to take you. We want you guys out, you guys hunt and shoot as well. Um, we do have a max 350 feet per second um, cap for the crossbow guys, because a lot of these targets won't hold up to some of those new crossbows. And, and quite frankly, you'll just bury your bolt in the target and you won't get it out. But we would like to see some crossbow guys out and some, you know, traditional shooters. Uh, technical wise, like I talked about, if you're not comfortable with that shot, again, just move closer. It's not a competition. It's a competition amongst yourself. Um, you're more than welcome to, you know, get as close as you want. 
And uh, I think that's that's really about it. Just just know you're going to be hiking in the woods. It's not a mowed path. This is this is straight up in the woods through creeks. So you want you want your footwear. You probably want long pants. You you know you might need a thermosel uh, or or some bug spray, uh, sunscreen. If you you know there's going to be a couple of open areas, you might need some sunscreen when you're in the open for sun. But just just plan on being out in the wilderness for for the day, and and you'll have a fun experience with archery hike. And water, bring water, right? Yeah. Because you get up yeah. there, it gets hot and thirsty, and yeah, prepare for that. Um, I'm trying to think. Rangefinder. I'm trying to think what else we brought last year. A handful of arrows in case you break one on a rock or something. But um, mm-hmm. rangefinder binoculars are completely welcome. You know, bring them along. Again, whatever you are going to be using in the field. In real life, bring with you in this situation or in this this shoot. Um, if your kids, spouses, girlfriends, whatever, want to come along, we're more than happy to, you know, as long as you can keep them corralled, we don't want them running around because of safety concerns. But if they want to go along and just enjoy the hike and be, you know, it's a family outing, absolutely bring them along. It's not going to cost them anything. Uh, it's just going to cost the shooter. That's it. Awesome. Justin, appreciate it, man. We will talk to you soon. And, uh, Man, if I don't see you before then, we'll see you down there uh, July, July 7th. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk soon real quick. Find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Archery Hike. Uh, I think we were approaching 700 followers or something. I think there's like, I don't know, 600 and some likes or something. But, man, I'd love to, love to you know, let's let's topple over 700 here by the time the shoot happens. And, um, um, yeah, just go, go find us on Facebook or uh, Instagram okay. at Archery Hike. Email us, archeryhike at gmail.com. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us through email or just go to archeryhike.com and you can get all the info for the shoot this year. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, man. We'll have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Paul, John. you're lame. <laughs> Next time. <laughs>